Good morning. How is everybody? Good. Good to have you all here. Uh, just to catch you up if you're here for the first time this morning, and also by way of refreshing for those uh, who are regular uh, here at Elevate, we've actually just been inserting a little mini series called We Love Giving uh, before we get around to our kind of big major conversation. Uh, I don't know what I believe. And uh, I really felt this was something God wanted us to do just in this month, uh, really to build or rebuild a foundation of of why we give and uh, why God kind of instructs us and how he instructs us to give. We talked about, uh, four weeks ago, we talked about the idea that it's called the, uh, the principle of first fruits, that God wants us to honor him by bringing the first fruits. And fruits meaning in, the, in our days, we don't farm necessarily. So fruits for us is our income, our physical you know, monetary income. And it's a way of honoring and prioritizing God. In terms of how much, you know, how much is an honorable amount, God gives us a guideline that our first fruits, we should bring our first 10%. And uh, understanding that not everyone is at that point yet. Uh, for some of you, that's like, whoa, 10%. Um, it's okay. It's a journey. And we, and we encourage you, if you're at 1%, uh, take a next step of faith to 2% and see God honor that and meet, and meet you and meet your needs and, and continue that journey. That, that first 10% is a goal. It's also a minimum, and it's a minimum because whilst the first 10%, the purpose is the way, that's how God uh, resources his local church. He doesn't resource his local church through raffle tickets and, uh, and cake sales. He, he resources his local church by his people, the church, uh, giving to the church. But it doesn't, that's the foundation that we build, but it's built to also do things beyond our four walls, that uh, we do things beyond uh, just what we do gathering here in, in, in our community. And uh, one of the things in our expressions at, at Elevate is our Elevate Global. We talked about last week, we talked about a pattern that Paul uh, in, instructed a church in, in Corinth, in Greece. Now, you can get all of these little mini series teachings uh, on our website in our podcast under a, a, a batch that we've put together called We Love Giving and I encourage you to do that because what we believe actually informs what we do. And uh, when it comes to money, possessions, giving, we need to make sure we ground what we think about that on what God says, not what the advertising agencies, the magazines, the, the, the catalogs, what they say and orient towards God. I want to take it one step further today. This idea of, of our first 10% being both a goal and a minimum. You know, we talk about Elevate Global as things that we're doing beyond our four walls. There's also a place multiple times throughout history where God's called his people to, to actually put additional finances towards physical facilities. Uh, in the old part of the Bible, it would have been God's temple. And on multiple occasions, it was God's temple. And he called his people to go beyond their first 10% and give to the rebuilding of his temple. And uh, there's stories of extravagant sacrifice, extravagant generosity of God's people responding to see his temple built, God's, God's name, God's house glorified. And uh, there's also a story where God kind of sticks his big size 12 up the butt of a group of people who he's called to put finances towards uh, his temple. And uh, let's just say 
they were not exactly the poster children for rapid obedience. And uh, parents, you hear me say this regularly, delayed obedience is still disobedience. I said what I wanted, Junior, and I want it now, not tomorrow. This is a group of people, God's people, and it's recorded uh, by the prophet Haggai. And I'll just read a little bit of the story there. On the first day of the sixth month, the second year, that's not the important stuff, in the reign of King Darius of Persia, God's message was delivered by the prophet Haggai to the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shethel. See, it's why not everyone should preach. It's just not, it's not as glamorous a gig as you think. And to the high priest, Joshua, son of Jehozadak. See, the good thing is you don't know if I'm pronouncing these correctly either. A message from God of the angel armies. The people procrastinate. What had happened is 12 years before this very moment, God had instructed his people to rebuild his temple. And for 12 years, they said, yeah, we'll get to it. 12 years later, they hadn't got to it. Delayed obedience is disobedience. So God, he hadn't forgotten. They say it isn't the right time to rebuild my temple, the temple of God. Shortly after that, God said more and Haggai spoke it. How is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine new homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins? You notice God isn't wearing his happy pants at this very moment in time, right? And then a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. Take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. You've spent a lot of money, but you still haven't much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what is it that they're getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket. That's what. And that's why the God of the angel armies said, take a good, hard look at your life. Think it over. And then God said, here's what I want you to do. Twelve years later, I'm going to give you another reminder. Climb into the hills and cut some timber, bring it down and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourselves, but nothing's come of it. And the little you've brought to my temple, I've blown away. There was nothing to it. This was a specific instruction to a group of people, okay? That specific instruction to that group of people in that moment of time doesn't apply to us. So I'm not saying, okay, listening, everyone listening? I'm not saying God is slapping us around and reading that. No, that was to them. But there are some principles in there. And one of the big ticket items we see is this. Do it just for me, honor me. There's an idea that spaces matter. Yeah, we could all go and meet under a tree. But it's pretty cold. I don't like being cold, Neil. I shiver. More importantly, for first-time guests, spaces matter. I talked with our team members this morning. You know, often when a first-time guest comes here, sometimes they've been dragged, kicking and screaming. You know, I've got a great idea on a cold Sunday morning. Get out of bed early 
and come along to my church. I'm like, what? And every now and then, they say yes. But I can tell you, and I think you guys know this, that oftentimes your six-foot-tall first-time guest puts a barrier up that's seven-foot-tall. Oh, yeah, I'll come with you, but I've got my force field surrounding me, protecting me. None shall pass. I went to a conference uh, in uh, North Point Community Church, a church just north of Atlanta in Georgia in the States uh, last year. And it's a church whose ministry philosophy we've really um, been very inspired by, and it's informed a lot of what we do. And I took good notes. I want to read a little bit from one of the sessions that I went to. And it was a session called Creating a Come and See Culture. And this idea that, you know, when Jesus walked the earth, people that didn't even believe or realize he was the son of God still were drawn to him, wanted to hang around him, wanted to kind of, you know, if I wasn't in the church, I'd say bum sniff him. I wouldn't say that here. But check him out. You know, I don't know who you are, but there's something about you that that's, I'm intrigued by. And so, you know, we're the body of Christ. That's us now. And we want to make sure we create a come and see culture, a compelling culture, a culture where people who aren't yet following Jesus would be interested in. Here's a couple of ideas that they shared in that session. It wasn't news to me, and I'm not saying that because I know everything. It's because we were already well into this. But it was a great reminder. And here's a, a couple of the, the high points of what they said. Number one, or one of the three essential ingredients, I'm only going to read one, to creating a come and see culture is an appealing setting. Settings create first impressions. An uncomfortable or distracting setting can derail ministry before it even begins. When your friend's seven-foot barrier arrives in front of them, we're hoping to actually see it come down to six foot and maybe even five foot. Physical spaces can do that, but actually the wrong sort of spaces or neglected, tired, old, daggy spaces can cause that seven foot barrier to go up to eight foot. Every physical environment communicates something. A business or an organization that looks orderly says to your customer that the people know what they're doing. Design, decor, and attention to detail communicates what and who you value most. Design, decor, and attention to detail communicates whether or not you're expecting guests. See, we're not a country club for members only. We're a rescue facility for people who need Jesus. And uh, we want to present him well. Those of you that have only been part of Elevate in the last two years you wouldn't actually necessarily know that we've come a long way in this very thing in the last two years. Two years ago, the seats you're sitting on weren't here. Two years ago, these screens, these projectors, these curtains, which, by the way, we've only half finished, uh, weren't there. The, uh, the one-color paint on the auditorium walls weren't here. The one-color paint in our foyer uh, wasn't there. That was what uh, artistic people would have called a mosaic, uh, I think. Um, our external facilities, we haven't yet finished painting them, but we've done a reasonable amount of painting and integrating them. We've planted over 250 plants uh, to try and get just, just a very simple but uniform and clean impression. First impressions matter. We've bought equipment, hardware, software, coffee-making equipment. Coffee-making equipment. Ah, every Sunday, a reminder that God is real and he loves us. 
And uh, the list of, of uh, some of our, uh, I guess, uh, achievements is in this brochure that we've produced about building the future. Uh, just in the front page, some of what we've achieved so far. And for those of you like us who have been giving to building the future, well done. This is about you and I honoring God and wanting to create environments that honor him and that communicate to first-time guests that we were expecting you and we value you. Brilliant. That said, we aren't there yet. We haven't finished. Uh, We've got a long way to go. I I, I put a figure out to our team members this morning of uh, what we forecast that we're going to need to see given to building the future to finish the projects that we've got. I won't tell you what that is right now. Sorry, just it's my mum calling me. Excuse me, mum. It's not, it's not your time right now. Sweetheart, love you, but uh, you can wait. It's Father's Day in just about every part of the world except Australia today. Did you know that? Yes, I, did. I know James would. <laughs> did, 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 you, did you play the Australian tag and didn't wish him Happy Father's Day? Or did you like, oh my gosh, I'm fresh off the boat from America. I better wish him Happy Father's Day. Should have hedged your bets, man. Just give, like double up. There's no downside to that. Anyway, I'm not here to give parenting advice. I dimed her out, James. Thank you. Thank you. It's a new expression. Hey, look, <clears throat> grab a hold of this brochure if you haven't already got one. It's at our front desk in the foyer. And, 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 and be a part of this. Be a part of honoring God. Be a part of, 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 of together us creating a physical environment that causes first-time guests defenses to come down to to remind them that we value them and uh, that they're important to us and let's see god do incredible miracles and let's not see god give us a stern word like he did through the prophet haggai in 12 years time ready to give We're going to get sued for false advertising. We say we love giving. We're ready to give. I'm going to pray. We love giving. Hey, God, thank you that you bless us and uh, that you provide for us. And, God, we want to honor you with, uh, with what you provided to us by giving you the first and the best. We also want to honor you in this area of physical environments. And so, God, take our giving today. And uh, use it well, I know you will. And uh, let's see great miracles take place in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Host team, going to pass the buckets. You can give if you haven't already done it electronically.